0: It is the second half of The Breakfast Show. This morning you have Mon and Danuta. Danuta, I just want to say, you're doing really well.
1: It's your first time
0: on air, but I would never have guessed if you hadn't told me. I'm having
1: fun with you this morning. (laughs) Good,
0: good. I'm glad you're here. And, uh, yeah, shout out and prayer to uh, Lawson who has um, a fever, unfortunately. Bad fever. So he was really sick over the weekend at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, poor little sausage. She was t- trying to MC and I think he would perform a musical number or something. And the whole time he was horribly ill. Um, so, yeah. So keep Lawson in your prayers. And, uh, and hopefully he'll be back with you guys soon. We know that you love him. Uh, we do too. Uh, but I'm going to give you another clue for the quiz. It is the – is this our final quiz? Final clue? No, no, no. We've got two more to go. Two more to go. So this is our uh, penultimate clue. Who am I? Isaiah fifty three speaks about my death. Mmm, Bit scary that one. Uh, so if you haven't been listening, we've been talking non stop about these delicious prizes that you could be winning. So uh, on Thursday, not Friday, because Friday's Good Friday, it's gonna be Easter. On Thursday, we have um, the ultimate prize draw, which is the Revive Cafe Cookbook Set Volumes One and Two. You can start off your collection, or do you know what? If you already have Volumes One and Two. Mm-hmm. It would be an amazing
1: gift. Oh, beautiful gifts. Mother's yes. Day is
0: coming up. It's around the corner. It's coming up so close. Um, have you got your Mother's Day stuff sorted? Uh, no, not quite. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorted. <laughs> I can't wait to give my mum her Mother's Day present. <laughs> She's going to love it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Revive Cafe Cookbooks, volumes one and two by Jeremy Dixon. We just heard from him live from Auckland. Just tell us who this is talking about. Isaiah 53 talk uh, speaks about my death scary stuff yeah oh zero four nine one zero six four six six nine that is the number to text or call and i'm really impressed with how many people have been messaging in the right answers hey let's have a look at what our messages actually say oh brayden yes you got the answer correct um Let me scroll back to the start and we can have a look at our messages. Uh, Everyone's so clever with the quiz today. I'm not reading that one, Brayden. You know what you said. I'm not going to read it out loud. (laughs) But Brayden also said, as a studying teacher, that is so sad. But yes, I think the problem stems in this um, broken world. The fact that that, that one child got to the point of wanting to shoot someone says to me that this child is clearly going through some traumatic issues in their life. Not to take away from what the teacher is going through, but we really need to deal with the cause of the issue, Broke families, broken families undermining of parental responsibility, undermining of morals and the movement of looking after self at the expense of those around you. If we all put God first, others second and self last, the world would be a far better place. Mm. That's true.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, Braden's touched on some, some interesting points there with that because... Um, you know, children can tend to react with, with from trauma as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I don't think any kid just turns up to school and starts shooting their own teacher. There definitely has to have been something happening, something going on, and it's, I guess, most likely that that's going to have been some sort of um, family, family occurrence, something that happened in that child's home. Um, so, yeah, it is good to note that there's always going to be more to the story, and we need to take that into consideration and... Um, and yeah, and keep our kids in prayer. I suppose more than ever, the coming. Do you know what? Sometimes when I think about the coming generations that are, you know, um, growing up, I just. <sighs> I get so scared. I'm like, man, the kids these
1: days. I feel like they're just more messed up than ever. Well, they're growing up in a difficult world. But you know, mm. you know the, the the line. It takes a community, right? So yeah. So we shouldn't just leave it to the home. But, that's right. And, you know, the, the home's a really important place, but it takes a community to raise a child. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, we need to be looking out for other families and mm. who needs help, mm-hmm. um, as well as you know, children um, in a way that's safe safe for them to interact with adults that you know that are in their community
0: yeah I think I think it would go a long way if all adults just thought of themselves as potential influences in the lives of kids and and as role models mm-hmm. and lived up to that sort of that standard yeah. expectation that what they do is being observed by kids
1: and they should be an honorable role model because mm. ultimately the child what the child every child is looking for is love yeah right love mm-hmm. and relationship because that's what we've been you know that's what we we're created to do as we said earlier. Um, you know, to or to be, I should say, rather than than to do, and then the the doing is a result of who we are through Christ. But you know, the thing is, um, yeah, everyone looks for love and relationship. When they're not getting it, they react some kind of way. Um, and yeah, that can happen, you know. So I think you know it's touching on a number of different different reasons, and who knows why this child it happened with this child, but there, there could be multiple reasons. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Excellent point, there, Braden. Thanks for texting in. I'm also not reading your new message, Braden. It's you know sad for you that I'm in control today, but ha ha ha. Um, Raphael, private joke there between Braden and the Faith FM <laughs> studio. Raphael, uh, messaged about the the phones being banned in New South Wales. He said they should ban it for the teachers too. The teachers can use landlines if they need to talk to parents or anybody else. What do you reckon?
1: Mm, well, interesting, and I'm not sure that teachers would be using it necessarily in the classroom though. Um, I, don't, I don't know I have no idea Do you no I have yeah. no idea I have to admit
0: i I started a, uh, a teaching degree and then couldn't hack it <laughs> <So> <laughs> I left after <laughs> one year so I, I I have a deep respect for people who've who have become teachers and mm. stuck with that but I don't know I feel like I feel like maybe the teachers need their phones on them for safety or for sanity or for both
1: <laughs> yeah or for both okay, yeah yeah
0: yeah but definitely not students and like I said before I, I kind of think they haven't gone far enough with this I think they should like like all screens should cease to exist the moment a kid steps into a class. Well, it's certainly
1: a point of thought. Hey, we'll see what the premier yeah. does next. Yeah. after after they see the the outcomes of what's happening, you know, from the ban that happens with the high school students. So has the, the ban see, like
0: actually gone through, or is no, he proposing it's term, it? term four? Oh, so I have term it's four. Off. Yeah,
1: so he's letting people know ahead. So, yep. so we're about to start term two, right? Mm-hmm. So early October will be yeah, term nice. Four. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I'm so intrigued to see the long-term effects of this, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if they do it Australia-wide. You weren't here yesterday, but we did a segment on the show where we talked about how France has proposed a law um, where social media um, – Uh, influencers they're no longer allowed to make any posts um, unless if they're edited or if they're photoshopped they have to say that they're edited or photoshopped and they're no longer allowed to promote cosmetic surgery at all or gambling or cryptocurrency so Mm. no advertisements in those three avenues and afterwards I was thinking about it and I was like do you know what I would I would love to see a study done in like five or even ten years' time to see what the long-term effects that has Mm. on the youth in France right now who are no longer going to be um, shown these images without, you know, filtered images without being told that it's filtered. So they have a a clearer sense of reality of what people look like because there is a bit of a trend right now. I don't know if you use social media, but there is a bit of a trend at the moment where um, women are like – it's like a transparency trend, and so a lot of women are posting up videos where they're speaking to camera, and then halfway through this the little dialogue, they monologue, they they take off the filter, so they show what it is they actually look like in real life, and like that's the point, that's what they're talking about in the film, and I like every time I see these things, my jaw just hits the floor because every time I've seen them, I I, I can't tell in the first half of the video that that was a filter.
1: Well, there you go. And then
0: the yep. difference right. between how they look in reality, yes. it's like day and night. Yep. Like it's just like, it's just shocking. Like I've done them on myself and I always think they look like a clown and I think like it, it looks really obvious and that's yeah. not, you know, real. But some of them, like, wow.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is reality is such an important thing for us that is lacking, isn't it? It's I so mean. true, yeah. And, and, and I like your point about the long-term study, doing some mm. kind of long-term study on that. And I'm wondering even in this case, you know, with the band, you know, people have had enough notice, surely there may be some that will start the research early, get a baseline now. Right. Get a baseline now and then actually move into doing a five-, ten-year um, study. As a, a friend of mine recently said, I think it was before Christmas, they said that, um, you know, children that are starting school after um, after COVID lockdowns happen and that they've, you know, the, the early ones that are starting in kindy and that have had the impact of the COVID lockdowns and the, the some are actually going to be tracing what their studies are like, what, what their, how, how their format of studying is and mm. how their concentration is and attention span is, um, you know, over the coming years and what effect, um, you know, that has actually had yeah, on the young ones. So really something like this in the high school years would be really interesting to get that baseline mm. and then actually go, okay, where's this going and what, what effect has it had long-term? Yeah, because,
0: yeah, you know, we would be foolish to think that screens and this kind of stuff... Isn't affecting us, you know. I used to, I worked for two and a half years at a health retreat in Victoria, and we would have um, young people like youth like even teenagers sometimes come to us for digital detoxes, uh, wow. where they would like submit like you know, relinquish their devices and stay at the health retreat purely to detox from it de- and that was that was self-motivated it wasn't prescribed to them or told they had to do it wow. they did it themselves so even they were recognizing that they themselves had a problem so yeah it'd be very interesting to see what comes up um you know in the coming years from these actions that are being taken you're listening to the breakfast show contact us on 0491 There's another few messages coming in saying prayers for Lawson and thank you on his behalf. Um, But, hey, let's jump into our Bible study. What are you laughing about, DJ Shell? (laughs) She's dying laughing.
1: He's he's praying that Lawson gets well so that you can... Uh, so, so that his text messages will get read.
0: Oh, <laughs> It's not happening, Brayden. <laughs> Wait, can I just say one thing about what he's messaging Just one thing, just one thing. Okay. So, Brayden, um, DJ Shell's banished about talking about mushrooms online anymore. But I just want to say one thing to you, Brayden. I was thinking about mushrooms the other day and I realized their role in the plant kingdom as the cleaner uppers of all the filth basically makes them A toilet on a stem. I just want to say that that's what you're eating right there when you eat mushrooms. You're eating a toilet on a stem. Okay, I'm done. I'm not saying anything more about mushrooms. Quick, let's get into the Bible study. What are we doing learning oh, about But today? I do want to add, oh. I'm a lover of mushrooms. No, so you get just out. got me get in the wrong
1: place. <laughs> my mum used to take me to the forest as so this is, you know, coming what? from the Poland days, they used to live off the land very much, during the war and things like that. So she taught me how to find mushrooms with my feet. Oh. Yeah, so I could find mushrooms under the grass. Feel if something was growing, and then move the grass aside and actually get the mushrooms. And I loved it. So you're talking to the wrong person here about mushrooms. <laughs> why, why did I start this conversation? <laughs> well, okay. So I'm not sure that we really have a great host here today.
0: But anyway, oh, <laughs> okay. that, that's actually a bubble. really cool skill, and I like the idea of getting like your feet connected with the earth. That's um, that's really oh. cool. I'm sorry that you had to eat mushrooms at a child. My apologies to you, and my no, condolences. No, don't apologize, please. <laughs>
1: That and olives. Just oh, I they're love the olives. Best.
0: Thing. Oh, yeah, olives <laughs> are great. I would love to be able to pickle my own olives, or marinate them, or whatever it is they do to them to make them edible because they're not edible when they come off the tree. No, no, but
1: you put yeah. them in
0: oil and salt, and yeah, yeah, and all then they become really things, nice. Yeah, yeah mm. just really yummy. Apparently, seawater is really good. Lyle told me a great trick. He was like, just. Like, chuck a bucket over the side of the boat, scoop up some ocean water, and that's what you can secure all this. In. <laughs> so, anyway, hey, let's get into our Bible study. Um, Danuna, thank you so much for coming on, uh, on our show this morning and leading out
1: in our study. What are we going to be learning about today? Yeah, look, today we're going to be looking at the Son of Man, um, mm. and the t- what that, that actually means, mm-hmm. um, and the return of the Son of Man. And we're looking at it in the context of, um, what we're looking at yesterday and the day, uh, you know, what's, what we're looking at through this week is in the context of Revelation chapter 14. Mm-hmm. And in Revelation chapter 14, we actually see three angels. For those who haven't, you know, um, been with us and have just come on, um, we're looking at, um, you know, the three angels that are in, the, in Revelation chapter 14. And there's three angels that are flying in the air, in the air that, that give a last warning message to the world that it's perishing and it's that they're actually sent to, to, give, um, to prepare humans for the event of Jesus' second coming. And so um, it, it's this whole thing that we're looking at in the Son of Man is in the context of Jesus' last day message to the world or the last message that's coming to us. And um, and in Revelation chapter 14, verse 14, I'm wondering, um, Mon, whether you would mind reading that. So yeah. for those that may be opening their Bibles, we're actually going into the last book of the Bible, which is Revelation. It's a prophetic book in a lot of um, in large part, the book of Daniel and Revelation go hand in hand. I say they're like a brother and sister or sister and sister and, you know, that sort of thing. And so we're going into Revelation chapter 14, but we're going to jump to um, verse 14 in there. And we'll see the term the Son of Man comes out. Would you mind reading yeah. that for us, please? So
0: I'll be reading from the NLT version. This is Revelation 14, verse 14. Then I saw a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was someone like the Son of Man, He had a gold crown
1: on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Mm. So we see here: I mean, someone on the on the on a cloud, and it's actually one like the Son of Man. Mm. Now that's interesting, isn't Mm. it? Have you heard that term before, Mon? Yeah, Son of Man. It doesn't seem to make
0: much sense. So just as a phrase, Son of Man. Mm.
1: Yeah. So it's actually Jesus actually referred to himself as the Son of Man. In fact, in the Gospels. Um, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We actually see it referred to in 82 times. And Matthew, Jesus refers to himself a lot of times there as the Son of Man. And it's one of his favorite titles that he used. And so some people might say, what does the Son of Man actually mean? And we're going to go into that, but I actually want to um, go to another verse to where it is actually referred to. let's go back to Matthew, which is the first book in the New Testament. And um, chapter 16 and verse twenty-seven, and we see this term that Jesus using it. For those that might have um, red colors in their Bibles, mine has. Um, it's the words that Jesus Jesus uses himself as well. Would you mind reading that? Chapter six, Matthew chapter sixteen, and verse twenty-seven.
0: For the Son of Man will come with His angels in the glory of His Father, and will judge all people according to their deeds.
1: Mm. So, who does that sound like to you there? I mean, I know I've said that Jesus uses the words, but do you think Jesus jumps out at you there if we put the word Jesus there? Yeah, because it says coming, you know,
0: with all his angels in glory and, you know, his father and, and, and the judging as well. That definitely sounds like something Jesus would yeah. be doing and no one else. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, the Son of Man, you know, I mean, the common belief and in, in, in most common belief in Christianity is that, of course, Jesus um, is divine. Mm-hmm. um and um human. he was human as well okay and so he's, he's got this divine side and human humanity side as well okay and so he's considered um there's different terms that Jesus um, that it's used for Jesus throughout the bible and this is one of those terms that okay. he uses for himself um you know um and so here the son of man is um, of course, referring to the fact that he is um, not only the son of God, but he is the one that he's there for all men, mm. uh, men, men in the broad term of men and women. Okay, like mankind, not, mankind, yeah, is yeah. The, or humankind is probably yeah. the best mm-hmm. term that we could actually use. And so Jesus refers to that um, as himself. Let's have a look in another place too. Is Matthew chapter twenty-four couple of pages over yeah and we're going to go to verse 27
0: this says um, for as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west so it'll be when the son of man comes
1: and also then verse 13 and then we're going to unpack this a little bit more
0: and then at last, the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens, and there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Mm. So, what do we see there? What what are, what are those verses
1: do you feel is saying saying there? Mark? That sounds like a second coming to me. Yeah, mm. absolutely. In fact, um, in verse twenty-seven, the word "coming" in the word in the Greek words, which is the original. Um, in the New Testament, is the word Parousia. Oh, okay, Parousia, and that actually means the second coming. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. in other words, the return oh. of someone. In, in in this case, it's okay. the return of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and what we see here is that lightning comes from and flashes to earth. So, the coming of the Sonning of man will be. So, when you think of lightning, Mon, what do you think about that? Is it is it seen? Is it visible? What what comes to mind for you when you think of lightning? Yeah, I mean, very visible. I mean, we recently
0: had our building destroyed by lightning. So, yeah, very powerful, very, well, it was loud in that case. I know it's the thunder that's the loud part. But, yeah, very visible, very bright. Um, Yeah, very, very, um, in terms of uh, world natural
1: sources, probably one of the most powerful things there is, right? Isn't it? Yeah. And the interesting thing is with lightning, you can actually see it coming from a distance. Right, yeah, yeah like you can see you can be driving on the road and you actually see some sparks and some lightning from a distance and then you may not hear it until it gets bigger or you to get closer to it but you actually do see it mm. and and the what what happens in the dark skies it lights up doesn't it mm. and you know when we see here in verse 27 it speaks of the son of man coming like lightning You know, the picture I kind of get, and and if you can share with me what kind of picture you get with this too, is the picture I see is that anyone from any distance will be able to see him when he's coming. Yeah, amen. Because that's the beautiful thing with lightning. We can see it from a distance and it lights up. And so not only will we see see Jesus, he's visible, he's coming. This is what it's telling us is that his coming will be visible. And it's and that's only one part of uh, you know of, of of the coming. But we're actually told in the Bible and other places too that it will be very audible. And when you think of lightning, we do hear it. You know, mm. I remember when I was a child. You know, um, we when I was living in Adelaide, my mom would when there was thunder and lightning, my mum would actually hang up the um, the washing under the um, under the carport. You know, and I remember the number of times the lightning would just be so loud and I would just, you know, be scared. But the thing is we don't need to be scared of Jesus' mm. coming. We need to be rejoicing and being yeah. happy that he's coming. Um, because, you know, Jesus came the first time and his coming is guaranteed a second time. Because he said to his disciples, I go to prepare a place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know for for you and and jesus is preparing that place now he wants everyone to be saved and he wants each one of us to be part of that kingdom you're listening to the breakfast
0: show podcast on faith fm positively different it's time for the final quiz clue Are you ready for this? I feel like almost everyone's gotten it. You guys have done really well with this. I'm actually so impressed. I don't think I've ever been here and seen a quiz where literally every single person who's guessed has just gotten it right. I haven't seen a single incorrect answer come through. You guys are really impressing me today. I'm going to give you one last clue. Who am I? I came down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Very few people have come down from heaven, so I feel like that's really giving it away there. Uh, give us a text or a call, 0491 Of course, um, this will be a shorter week because Easter is coming in. Uh, Friday we'll be having a Best Ofs uh, replay show, so it won't be a live show, and as such, we'll be doing the price draw on Thursday. Uh, so it's a shorter week, so yes, less chances for you to get your, your, uh, your bid in, but it does mean that if you do get in, there's less competition. So higher odds that you will be drawn as the winner for the Revive Cafe cookbook. So a good week to be playing along for our quiz. Of course, if you don't want the prize, that's fine. Just uh, um, put a little asterisk next to your answer when you're texting and DJ Shell will note that as um, just playing for just for Bible knowledge fun's sake. So, yeah. But uh, thank you again, Danuta. Uh, I'm so happy that you've come in today to help us out. Uh, while well, Lawson and Blake are away but um let's get straight back into our study you were telling us about the son of man and the second coming
1: Yeah, so we're talking about the second coming of Jesus and the term that he refers to a lot in in Matthew is as of himself is the son of man and um and it actually i guess that's that's what it says of Christ's humanity you know by saying he's the son of man And though he he was God, we know that he came amongst us and was just lived like us. So I love that term, Son of Man. And so the verse that we were just looking at just before we went on the break is um, Matthew chapter twenty four, verse twenty seven. And we're talking about lightning and how we can see it from a distance and how we don't have to. We will see Jesus coming visibly. Um, but also that we don't need to fear his coming. It's something that we should look forward to, um, especially you know those who believe in Jesus have no fear whatsoever, we're told in God's word. But and then in verse 30, and you read that, maybe if you could read that one again, please.
0: And then at last a sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens, and there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of
1: heaven with power and great glory. And so what do we see there in that verse? It's saying that he will come in what? In power and great glory. Great glory. Yeah. On clouds, right? yeah. Wow. It's 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 a bit hard beyond our imagination, isn't Absolutely. it? Just to, yeah. to imagine how how glorious his coming will be. And so the Bible actually tells us in so many different passages that, you know, his his coming will be visible, it will be audible, it will be personal, because Jesus is coming is so much coming back for you as much as he is coming for me as he's coming back for for others you know because he loves everyone he wants everyone to be saved and that's the beautiful thing um but it's also going to be glorious mm. glorious and i think i don't know have you have you ever gone to to an event or something or a musical concert or like i i i love music mm-hmm, so yeah. like you know a, a fabulous symphony orchestra presentation or mm. musical presentation um, especially when it's gospel music for me, it just feeds my soul. And I just think, like, what's music going to be like in heaven? But I think even more, like, how, how is it going to be, you know, to see the glory of God, the yeah. glory
0: of Jesus? Can yeah. you imagine that? Yeah. I, no, I, I really can't. I think anything on earth is going to be a very dim, um, example of how amazing it's going to be. Yeah. I think it's just going to be beyond our imagination. I'm kind of happy about that, actually.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like something yeah. to anticipate, isn't right. it? Right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, what's it going to be like? Uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. So Let's go to our last passage then too. Um, we're going into Matthew chapter twenty-five. So going into our next chapter. And for those that may have just joined us or um, are just in their uh, looking in their Bibles, Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. We're going to chapter twenty-five and verse uh, thirty-one and verse thirty-two. If you don't mind ringing, reading that for us, please, Mon.
0: But when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit upon His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in His presence, and He will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Mm. Mm. What do you
1: think of that? It's interesting. We talks looks, looks about, um, talks about, you know, the sheep and the goats, doesn't yeah. it? Really? Yeah, we're talking about like clouds and glory and thunder and light and suddenly the sheep and goats. <laughs> yeah, I know, doesn't it? Hey, and so um, when it says He'll come in His glory with with holy angels, that's the thing. Again, mm. you know, He's not going to come. Um, on his own. Yeah, that's right. He's going to come with uh, angels, thousands by ten thousands, you know, and thousands upon thousands. And then he'll sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered. And then he's going to separate. So, you know, earlier we read also too about some mourning. And so wh- why do you think or what do you think the term sheep and goats may be referring to? Is it a bit like
0: um yesterday we were reading about the weeds and the tares? Like the mm. the, the wheat, sorry, and the
1: tares. Yeah, yeah. It's the same similar kind of analogy, mm, yeah. isn't it, that we're looking at. And I mean if you look at it in the Mediterranean areas, and it still happens today, that the sheep and the goats, they're typically about the same size, aren't they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um and um or I mean, you know, you see the smaller ones, but when they've grown up they're all about the same yeah, size. Yeah. But the thing is that um they're different animals,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and they in the Mediterranean they graze together because their diet their needs are very different, and so um, they can graze together because they're not fighting for the same kind of diet. Okay, yeah. Okay, but th- then what happens in the evening is that they have to be separated at nighttime. Why do you think they might need to be separated? I
0: don't know. Do, do the, wait, is it because the goats will go and eat the sheep's coat yeah. or something? I, I feel like goats will, the, like, eat you washing your washing if you lines or they wouldn't they? have a nibble
1: on a nice yeah, woolly sheep? Yeah, yeah, it could be any of those sort of things. But the interesting thing is, too, that – that um, the goats actually need to ha- be warmer at night time than oh. the sheep.
0: Oh, because they haven't got the woolly coats. They haven't clothes. got the woolly coats, oh, right? Yeah, and so they're
1: separated at nighttime. And so the thing is there is a separation. And so here's this analogy that um, that is given to us that Jesus said that he'll separate uh, one from another um, as shepherd divides the sheep from the goats. So those who are following Jesus will be separated from those who have not chosen to follow in Jesus's ways. Mm. Because really everyone's got the opportunity and chance to hear about Jesus. And it's a matter of whether we choose to respond because we have a loving God. He doesn't want to force that love onto Mm. us. He wants us to respond. And so that's the beautiful thing is that when we look at the son of man, you know, he became like one of us, but he never sinned okay, like we like we have sinned. And so the, there's the hope for us um, that is offered to us that God, knowing God's love for us is really important and knowing that he can relate to our struggles because he was human but he was victorious. That's mm. the beautiful thing. And so that hence there's this term of son of man. What do you think of that?
0: Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I'm still thinking about the sheep and the goats.
1: Because <laughs> uh, <yeah.
0: laughs> in my head, I'm like, "Well, if the goats are cold, why don't you tuck them in with the sheep and put them in the middle anyway?" Yeah, <laughs> oh, i so off track. But yeah, no, I, I um, yeah, I think I you you just what you were saying before with you know the son of man and how that relates to our humanity and and how he came down and joined us in it. That's just really, really blown me away a bit, actually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because Son of Man sounds like a weird phrase, but when you think about it like that, it's actually really beautiful. Isn't it a beautiful yeah. thing? and that yeah. It tells
1: us that he's such a personal God. Mm, yeah, exactly. He's such a personal God. He's our brother. He's our saviour. He's our friend. Yeah. You know, and he's just so personal. And, you know, all we have got to do is um, say, Jesus, I want you in my heart. Mm. I want you in my life.
0: Yeah, I haven't, I haven't thought about the phrase of Son of Man that way. You know, it's sort of... Um, like links back to what we we're saying before about how relationships are so important in our life, and you know, and how he is indeed a
1: relational savior. Mm. Yeah, and you know, and the exciting thing is that you know we can look forward to this second coming. Mm-hmm. We don't have to fear it in any kind of way. A, because it is so personal for us, and especially when we know him and we, you know, know him personally. There's nothing to fear. Yeah. Amen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Amen Well thank you so much for, um, for bringing that for us today I really appreciate you uh, sharing the word of God this morning um, uh, Danuta If you have any thoughts about this Hey give us a text 0491 We would love to hear your thoughts about um, the Bible And uh, you know what If you want to have a chat about the Bible And learn more about the Bible We can also point you in the right direction You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast On Faith FM Positively Different It is time to give away some answers to our quiz this morning. Our Who Am I quiz. Do you know who the answer was, Danuta? Yeah. Do you want to tell us? Jesus. Yes, it was Jesus. (laughs) It was our Who Am I. Uh, Hebrews 3 verse 1 tells us to fix our thoughts on Jesus. Isaiah 7.14 speaks the truth about Jesus' birth. Jesus was the person who said it is hard for you to kick against the goads. Isaiah 53 speaks about Jesus' death. And Jesus came down from heaven, not to do his will, but to do the will of him who sent Jesus, which, of course, was God. So, yeah, that was the answer to our uh, quiz. And congratulations to pretty much everybody. Everyone got that right. I'm so I'm so impressed. Good on you. Um, speaking of people sending in stuff, uh, we have a couple more messages to go over. Sky sent in online radio riffs. <laughs> yeah, we know, Sky. I know what you said before. <laughs> and uh, Brayden has said... Um, Something that really resonated with me, I am really loving with this quarter's lesson. God is coming back so soon, though I hope and pray that more choose to accept his gift. Mm, Definitely. Yeah, and I think that's like the, I think it's almost like the Christian struggle is you want Jesus to come back like, as soon as possible, but at the same time, you want like all your friends, your family, the people you know, people you don't know, to be saved, mm-hmm. and you know that takes time. And so, there's that sort of like, oh, I want Jesus now, but I also want everyone to have an opportunity, Absolutely. which they will. You know, you know, they said that um, the Bible says that uh, Jesus won't be coming back until everyone's had the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, which
1: is all the more why we need to be be Jesus. That's to people. right. Yeah, yeah. As in, you know, it, through our actions. I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Any final thoughts on your on your study? I know that you were saying something about Easter and yeah, yeah. Well, I love the fact that you chose that question, given that Easter is actually coming up That's and it's right. all about Jesus and the resu- you know and the resurrection or his death on the cross and his resurrection. Without that, there we would be no hope. But mm-hmm. also, without his first coming. There would be no hope either. And I love, you know, one of the verses that I, I really liked out of those that you had on the quiz is, is Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my thoughts even with that, when I read it, goes back to um, Bethlehem when, when we were in Israel. My husband and I visited back in 2015. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they take you to the places where they believe Jesus was was born. But mm-hmm. it brings the Bible to life. Yeah. And I love the fact that Jesus came the first time, but even more so that we we can look forward to his coming, second coming as well, and that's soon.
0: Yeah, amen. That's. Oh that's so true i i would love to go to israel and see like you know i know obviously it's probably was not the exact place where like he was born but like you know what it would have looked like his environment
1: and that mm. kind of thing yeah mm. yeah i'm sure it's a lot more humble than we imagine it to be oh it? yes yeah. yeah you know and and some of the places now have churches in those in those places but you can imagine even when you look around in the scenery what it would have been like you know with the shepherds on the hills and that sort of thing as well at the time mm. that he would have been born so yeah yeah incredible incredible i i
0: um I was speaking to someone recently who, who, who went to the Sea of Galilee and um, and they said that it was an incredible spiritual blessing for them. She said, you know, even though you know there's like no power in the water per se, but just feeling that closeness to the life that Christ lived while he was on
1: earth is a, is a special experience to have, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, have, did you get to go to the Sea Galley? We did, we did. But the two places for me that were really quite significant were um, where Jesus uh, was believed to have been baptized, you know, in, at the River Jordan, mm-hmm. um, but also um, the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, oh. so yeah, relating to that whole resurrection thing. And it's it's really hard to describe the words in how how I felt, mm-hmm. or and, and how others were saying that they were feeling. It's really hard to describe. It's just it's a contemplative moment. It's a time of reflection. It's a time of um you know of of just sitting there and absorbing that moment, yeah, mm, yeah, do you have any sort of like a spiritual Easter traditions that you do and uh, no, not in a big way, mm. other than the fact that I just love to I just love to delve into God's word over the weekends, especially on um you know when when I'm not working, I mean in the mornings you know having that devotional time, but over the weekends, you just get that more time because you're not 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 working in such Mm. a rush and so to to just dig into god's word and just go over the the chapter of calvary um is just just beautiful and just really see see what god did for us but then the fact that he rose again i would have loved to have been amongst those who were the first ones to have seen him when he came out the tomb you know when he rose again absolutely hey
0: if you have some easter spiritual easter traditions let us know not just about the talkie eggs want to know what you do to remind yourself of uh that that exact occurrence there on calvary it is time for Danuta and Mon to check out and say goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Duna, uh, a special big thanks to you. Really impressed with your 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 radio
1: prowess. Oh, thanks, no. It was your first, was your <laughs> first time it. and you
0: just like, you ballparked it, I want to say. You did such a good job. I'm really impressed. So thank you. And do you know what? Thank you from the listeners. I'm going to just, just thank yeah. you on them, their behalf. So, yeah. Um, we've come to the end of the show and at this time of the show, we give away something for free. And, uh, this is literally my favorite part cause I love giving away freebies, but we're going to be giving away, um, uh, something really special. So this is called, this is a book, it's called 40 days, prayers and devotions reflecting on the cross of Christ. Uh, it's by Dennis Smith. And I thought, you know what? This is really, um, this is really on point for Easter.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is, uh, you know, Dennis Smith, he talks about how the cross has become a symbol of great shame. It had been a symbol of great shame and it became a symbol of great victory over sin um, that Christ obtained for all those who believed in him. So the cross of Christ, he says, is the greatest revelation of love that has ever and that will ever be exhibited in this universe. Mm, 100% agree. A love that led our creator to step down from his throne in heaven, become one of us and die so our sins can be forgiven. Scripture is clear. Knowing deep in our hearts that God loves us is foundational to our for our ability to love God and others and obey God from the heart. So this is a really beautiful book. Uh, it challenges readers to spend forty days reflecting on the cross of Christ and discover anew that the cross of Christ is something to glory in, to rejoice in, and to proclaim to the world. Give us a call now: 0491 064 669. And remember: talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Securely for you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet, meet again at Jesus' feet. Until we meet again. Jesus, God be with you till we meet
1: again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-80-Faith FM.